welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Lisa Bell, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. The pandemic is a strange time for small business owners. Many are trying to find new ways to operate. Some are struggling to stay open, but despite it all, some are thriving and even growing. Today, we are joined by Steve Lewis from Gideon's Bakehouse, which is getting ready for a huge growth spurt, expanding from a small shop in the East End Market Oh, to opening a second location now at Disney Springs. That is magnificent. Thank you, Steve, so much for joining us. Thank so, you for having me. Well, we are thrilled about this. Uh, you've been open at Easton Market for about three years. How did you get started? This is fantastic because you have a really niche market in the whole bakery industry. Sure. Uh, I started in my home. So uh, I used to own an art gallery in Winter Park called Uberbot. And, uh, and at that time, I, I was finalizing a personal cookie recipe. Uh, it took me 15 years to get this recipe to where it is. That's, it, it's a very personal product for me. And when I first started sharing the cookie with other people, it was just because I wanted feedback of, of the cookie that I've been spending so much time on throughout the years. And people just pushed me into it. They demanded that I uh, uh, take orders for their uh, parties and such. And in my little house in College Park, I started doing uh, deliveries as a little side hustle. And uh, I did that for years and years and years. So I, I think I incorporated uh, Gideon's Bakehouse back in 2013. So it, it's, it's definitely extended uh, uh, you know, prior to the East End Market uh, location. But a lot of people pushed me into starting a little uh, a pop-up at East End. They were doing a little month-to-month different bakery. Uh, and you know, our first day we, we sold out instantly that is uh, and, awesome. uh, and it's, it's just been crazy ever since. So you mentioned your cookie, uh, your cookie is infamous. That's what you guys are definitely most known for. Although you have other things. Absolutely. Uh, tell us about Gideon's cookie. So the cookie is unique in that, uh, we spare no expense. It is a cookie that takes about 20 hours to prepare. It is 100% handmade from top to bottom using uh, all premium ingredients. And for anyone that's had a Gideon's cookie or even seen a Gideon's cookie, it's not lacking in ingredients. If we say chocolate chip cookie, it's loaded with chocolate chips. If we say white chocolate macadamia nut, you're gonna get a macadamia nut in every bite, not one or two little macadamia nuts in the, in the whole cookie. Uh, so we wanna make sure that every bite is perfect. Uh, we hand make them to make sure that every bite is perfect and that they uh, bake beautifully, that they look great on Instagram, that every possible cookie is, is the best first experience for somebody that's having us for the first time. And not only that, that, though, the sheer size of your cookie. Yeah, they're just shy of a half pound. So Each. I call them almost half pound cookies. Correct. And some are a little over the half pound, some are a little under. Uh, the core of the cookie uh, weighs the same, but the ingredients that we put all over the top are going to change the, the, the weight of that cookie. So it, it fluctuates up and down. You had said it took you 15 years to come up with this personal cookie recipe. Were you like a natural baker or was this just like something you kind of became obsessed with? No, my friend, it took me 15 years as a terrible baker. A good <laughs> baker might have taken, you know, two or three weeks. Uh, no, honestly, it, it was just something that I did for, for fun on the side. So weekends would, would come up. I tend to bake when I'm just having an emotional time. So when people ask me what my secret ingredient is in the cookies, I say it's my tears. Because <laughs> that's typically what would drive me to get into that, 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 that kitchen and just go. So it was just a lot of trial and error and, and, and play over the years. Like it's not based in any core cookie recipe. 
it's uh, it's it's pretty unique. The way that we do things are 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 pretty different and pretty secret. Uh, there's not even a, an employee that works for me that knows the recipe. I, I have it kind of spread through different different avenues so that no one person knows. So how many different cookies or varieties do you make? So we have five core cookies that we have every day of the year. We have a six cookie that changes every month. And I like it simple. I, I, I've been to bakeries before that have giant lines like we tend to, to, to have. And when you get in, you're assaulted with so much stuff that you can't make up your mind. We actually have a limit of six cookies per person. So you have the opportunity to just walk in and say, I'll take one of everything, which is the average thing that people will do at our shop is just grab one of each flavor and, uh, and come back and let us know what their favorites are. What you are describing now, starting out, you know, as just enjoying your, you know, baking on your own, in your own home, and then deciding to expand that to a pop-up shop and then becoming so successful that you open up a full-time place at East End Market and now expanding to the king of kings, Disney Springs. Um, you know, that just seems like a dream come true for so many people. And I think so many people can resonate with your story. Uh, I, it's hard to think about it in that way for me is it's just a day-to-day -day growth and, and like what five years ago might've seen unobtainable has been normalized in my life today because it's been a slow buildup. You know, yeah. Disney didn't, didn't ask me two months ago, do you want to open up a shop? It's been a very long, long process. Uh, and I, I have this conversation with, with friends often that I try to pull back and soak it all in and enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. But there's so much work to get done when you're, right. when you're a true small business. It's hard to soak it in. Six months after we open, one day I'm going to go, oh my gosh, look what, <laughs> look what just happened. Uh, it'll be one of those moments, and I know everybody has that in their life, where they look back and go, how did I pull that off? Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that that's going to happen soon. This is the biggest thing I'll ever do. Without a doubt. I mean, no matter what Gideon's does as a, as a company next, nothing will be bigger than going from a 286 square foot shop in the Eastern Market to Disney Springs. It's a massive jump. It's a huge growth spurt that, you know, wakes me up at 3 a.m. every morning to make sure that I can do it in a way that doesn't drop a, a, a little, little bit of quality. Like everything has to stay exactly the way it is or get better. Because uh, yeah. a lot of the reason why I was excited to to go to a place like Disney Springs is the buying power that it offers and allows me to get uh, ingredients, uh, premium ingredients at the price that I'm paying now for uh, things that allow us to have that cookie at a at a, a reasonable price point. So um, could you give us a little bit of that process of like, you know, how did, how were you approached and, and how this all kind of came about? Uh, 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 James Petrakis, the owner of uh, the, the Ravenous Pig and the, the Polite Pig in Disney Springs, had asked us to do their desserts uh, prior to open. And we had just opened up and I wasn't able to do it. And wholesale is also not something that we do. Uh, and it's something that I never have an intention of doing. But as we establish ourselves a little more, uh, they approached us again about doing a uh, like a secret item chocolate chip cookie. Just a basic Gideon's chocolate chip cookie, nothing that was too much for us to handle that was a limited amount uh, every day uh, that didn't uh, overrun our, our business because the potential uh, for such a small business dealing with suddenly Disney Springs was, was too much. So it, it introduced to me what I considered a breadcrumb at Disney Springs property to get people that are visiting Central Florida for the first time to be encouraged to 
venture off of property and explore more local business. And it worked. It was fantastic. We had people coming to us uh, to the East End Market and enjoying all the amazing businesses in the East End Market because they had a cookie or couldn't get a cookie at the Polite Pig in Disney Springs. That also opened up a door of conversations with Disney because they were seeing this amazing hype that was happening about uh, you know this little small business offering up a cookie on property. It was that from day one, it was all over the Disney blogs and people were reviewing it and excited to come and get a, a, a cookie. I get international emails from people every day that are just excited to come and have us be part of their vacation. And that's before we even announced Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really special to me. I mean, it's important. I'm, I'm a super community local business guy. Uh, and some might think that going to a place like Disney is a big jump into the corporate world. But I think of it as bringing local business to a larger audience, which is always a, a positive thing. We, I'd love to see more local businesses uh, in places like Disney Springs. Um, uh, Polite Pig and myself are, are out there doing it. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I think it's some of the best uh, stuff out there. It's amazing how your cookie being somewhat, you know, shrouded in secrecy from the recipe to being kind of an off menu item has really helped uh, generate so much talk about, you know, everything that you have to offer. That's, that seems like a, a key ingredient to your recipe for success. Ooh, my doorbell. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, because we're so small, it's very hard to, to meet demand, uh -huh. which uh, accidentally created a, a, a bottleneck of supply and demand that created a sense of urgency. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, we didn't do it on purpose, but it works. And uh, as we grow, you know, I, I, we do sell out almost every day at East End Market. We're going to try very hard not to do that at Disney. But our limited edition products are limited edition. When they're gone, they're gone. We can't make a second batch of anything because the cookies take 20 hours to prepare. So uh, it's just the nature of, of, of what we do. And I think all really great handmade products uh, fall into that category. It's, it doesn't grow on a tree. You know, I, I, I'm not ordering it from a, from a giant food manufacturer. It's, it's handmade and that takes time. One of my big questions for you is how do you plan to ramp up production? I mean, you mentioned, you know, that you have to limit uh, customers to six cookies, which is not a bad problem to have, by the way. No, I mean, keep in mind, six cookies is almost three pounds of cookies. So. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's all about hiring and, and space. So currently we have a small production kitchen in Altamont that's about to uh, move to a giant production kitchen in Winter Garden. Uh, we're preparing to hire, you know, an extra 50 hands to, to keep those cookies going uh, every day. So for me, scaling up isn't about what expensive equipment can I buy to maximize productivity. It's about how many people can I hire to hand make more cookies. And we know that a group of 10 people makes X amount of cookies per hour. And if we end up selling, you know, a million cookies a day, uh, we have to hire, you know, mm -hmm. half a million people to do it. <laughs> Right. And which is, again, such a big success story, especially during the pandemic. We hear so many people, you know, unfortunately having to lay off people right now. Yeah. Um, but you have, you know, you're in the, an opposite situation. Yeah, I'm the guy in town that's mass hiring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's been an interesting time. And even during the pandemic, you know, I, I talked to a lot of my, my business owner friends, it's just about, you know, creativity. And, and I, I, I'm one of those people and a lot of the successful business people that I know 
uh, see challenge in, in these moments. Because uh, it's, it's tough. And my, my goal wasn't to run out there and try to find profit in a pandemic. It was to keep my employees on staff and paid uh, yeah. through that pandemic. So we did things like, you know, offering uh, 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 cookies to our, our friends at Hunger Street and Polite Pig uh, to add to their menus that we didn't make any money off of, but it gave us a, a reason to produce more volume and keep staff going because the traffic in the East End market uh, uh, died down. We're lucky enough to have a window in our space. We were able to do uh, window service. Uh, but now it's a million degrees out and we sell chocolatey things. So we're, we're back inside. <laughs> we're hiding in the AC now with masks and shields and plexiglass on the table and doing all the things that we can do to keep everybody uh, uh, safe and comfortable. Has there been any like tough choices you've had to make through this or, or have you been able to keep things pretty level, all things considered? I felt like I was able to pretty quickly within a couple of weeks get uh, the business to a slow leak. Uh, and uh, the, the biggest challenge that I have is that, as you might guess, my overhead and expenses of opening up a second location, uh, much less a second location at Disney Springs, uh, puts a lot of financial stress on on the, uh, the, the business. Uh, but I prepared for this. So I, uh, I, I lost a business before in, in, a, in a bad economy with my art gallery. And there was a lot of lessons learned and, and, and a lot of pain involved in that, which only allowed me to be uh, uh, much safer as I grow mm -hmm. uh, with this business. So by the time the opportunity came around, uh, I was ready. And, and I've always made sure that my business is padded against a tough few months of, of economy uh, or a tough year or two if I'm doing it the way that I want to do it. That's awesome. And I love that, you know, if it weren't for all of those challenges and obstacles that you've dealt with before, you wouldn't be in the position where you are today. So, and I think that's yeah. an important thing for so many people to realize and understand. Yeah, I, I look at every, every negative in life as an opportunity to learn more about myself mm -hmm. and, and bring what I learn and about myself into the business. Because this is a very, like I've said, it's a very personal business for me. So it's very much an extension of my uh, sentimentality, my creativity uh, that, that's, that's getting out into the world, which is why I can't read like Yelp and things like that. Because when people are mean, I cry myself to sleep at night. So can you share when you plan to open at Disney Springs? I cannot. Uh, and mostly because in the pandemic world, uh, I would just be jinxing. Uh, this whole process by even trying to guess on on when we would open. But construction started a, a couple of weeks ago. Our wall, our barricade wall uh, went up, which was super exciting. We were all out there at three o'clock in the morning to watch it happen. Uh, and uh, and they're moving like grease lightning. So uh, the, 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 the build out's going well so far. Uh, we're about to build out this new uh, production warehouse. Uh, we're bringing on a lot of new staff starting this uh, coming week, uh, so we're uh, we're getting ready, and we'll we'll be there this year. A um, couple of things that are you know I think are pretty interesting about your business. Another thing, you don't ship, and I imagine you get a lot of people wanting to try and buy stuff online and have you send them cookies. Or sure, I've probably people. gotten maybe twenty or thirty questions about shipping since we started this conversation. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through Facebook, Instagram, I email. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a very very regular uh, question, but I refuse to ship uh, for 
a lot of obvious reasons, a half pound cookie is expensive. Uh, I, I, I have shipped cookies to family and friends. I, uh, I sent uh, six cookies to New York. You got to overnight a Gideon's cookie to get the right experience. Uh -huh. and it was $85 to, oh, wow. to overnight six wow. cookies. Oh. So it's not practical, but also I can't control the experience uh, when I'm shipping. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm obsessed with making sure that you're getting your best possible first Gideon's experience. I want it to be fresh baked. I don't want it to get melty in the Florida heat. Um, I want you to enjoy the atmosphere and I want you to enjoy the conversation that, that happens at our counter. To me, the cookie is 50% of, of the Gideon's Bakehouse experience. So you say it's a, about a half pound. How big is it? Uh, it's it's <laughs> pretty big. Uh, they're they're uh, probably a good, I don't know, inch and a half. Never really thought about it. About an inch and a half tall, uh, about four, four and a half inches uh, wide. We like them to be uh, nice and fluffy. And we do these really interesting things with the cookie that gives you a deceptively unbaked cookie. Like to uh, a lot of the, 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 the people that have our cookie for the first time will ask me, was that cookie baked? Or they'll even look at it and say it. And yes, it is. But you know, we do some special things to, to mimic the, the greatness of cookie dough in a deceptively baked cookie as you get closer to that center. So yeah, where did I've, I've, sorry, I, uh, I, I always had, uh, I've had a couple of your cookies before and I've always kind of thought of it as like, almost more like a muffin top than a cookie itself. Yeah, they, they have that visual appearance to a lot of people, a giant muffin. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's different, you know, it, it, and, and that's what sets us apart is that we make a chocolate chip cookie that's not a reinvention of the chocolate chip cookie. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. It's just done differently. And to be honest with you, true handmade, scratch-made product is different. And our cakes are the same way. Our cakes take 24 hours to prepare. They're ridiculously soft. I'm obsessed with buttercream, so we have like a one-to-one -one ratio of cake to buttercream. You're never gonna get to see that little thin layer in a Gideon's cake. It's just, it's, it's a, a ridiculous uh, amount. So much so that some of our uh, highly trained bakers uh, raise their eyebrow at me uh, with the level of buttercream that I like to see on those cakes. But I don't care. Give me the buttercream. <laughs> When did you start baking? Obviously, you said this is a passion of yours. You know, you love what you're doing. When did you start baking? Uh, I, I thought myself a mad scientist when I was a little kid. So, like, my family will tell jokes about me, like, at a, a, a all-you-can-eat smorgasbord, you know, those fun things, like Piccadilly's and such, when, when I was a little kid, combining foods in the most disgusting ways, positive that I was going to create something amazing. Uh, which didn't happen in my youth, but then it moved into uh, the first creation that, that I had. I was probably maybe 11 or 12 years old. I, I, I had a, a banana chocolate chip muffin that I thought was, was, was uh, super special. That, that was uh, something that I created by combining a lot of things. So I started when I was preteen and, uh, and it just, you know, I'm come from an Italian family. I like, uh, I like to cook, I like to, to, to bake. I love cheesecake, even though we don't have, you know, Gideon's cheesecake on the menu because it's, uh, it, we just turned into cookies, cookies, cookies. When I first wanted, uh, uh, wanted to open up the bakery, the, the, my vision of it was to have this giant menu of stuff. Mm. But uh, what, I, what I've learned uh, with business is that you have to listen to what the business wants to be. You can push it in a, a certain direction, but it's important to just listen to it and let it grow in the way that it wants to grow. So I try not to 
to force things in, in a direction too, too much. I like to try to have an organic flow to our growth. And it's a weird thing to say going from East End Market Disney, Disney Springs is an organic flow. But <laughs> if you were sitting in my shoes and going through that, that long conversation and process, it did actually feel pretty organic. I, I grew up in, you know, I've been in Central Florida for 20 plus years. There's so many life experiences that I have out at Disney Springs. It's a special place out there for a lot of us. It's a, it's a large part of, of who we are. And I have a bakery that's very thematic. You know, we're a very haunted bakery, if you will, because we have a really interesting story behind the name. And, and it's hard to do that kind of theme in a, in a way that doesn't feel fake. You know, it wouldn't work in a plaza with the subway on the other side. You know, it's gotta be someplace special. And it's, uh, it's not easy to find places like that uh, in Central Florida, I'm I'm really happy to say that that you know as someone that's been here for so long, it used to be nothing but Olive Gardens and you know Roadhouse, and now it's it's there's so many amazing local businesses that have popped up that it's starting to the the, the landscape is starting to transform. I think in and how Central Florida is with food, and this cat just really wants to Aww. wants to say hello. So. Tell us a little bit about the name. I'm assuming your cat's name is not Gideon. Why is it Gideon's uh, Bakehouse and not Steve's Bakehouse? So, well, I don't have the ego for that, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, I, I'm an I'm a ex-musician. Uh, I lost my ego back in, in those days. Uh, but no, I'm a collector of books. I love, uh, I used to, when I lived in College Park, the house was old and, and the goal was to, to make the house look like uh, Edgar Allan Poe had, had, had once lived there. Mm. And I started collecting a lot of old antiques and, and books. And I found an old cookbook that had handwriting in it. And when you collect old books, handwriting is hardly ever still legible. But you can read just enough of this to know that it was a kid that was writing in an old cookbook because he wanted to be a baker when he grew up. And there was a visible name at the end, a legible name, Gideon. And the date, the, the date the book was published was 1898. Wow. So I decided to, to call it Gideon's Bakehouse and open up this kid's bakery uh, and give the visual appeal of, of the shop uh, a, a late Victorian kind of creepy little bakery because I was a creepy little kid. I liked, I liked uh, uh, you know, little monstrous things and, and uh, basically uh, uh, answered that question of what would a bakery look like if it were inside of the Haunted Mansion? Uh, if it were designed by an artist like Edward Gorey, like uh, a lot of those uh, kind of uh, creepy child influences. Which seems like it's just a perfect fit then for a place like Disney Springs. I mean, with- Oh, the- we're gonna have so much fun. Yes. <laughs> Wait until you see what we're up to. There's gonna be so much uh, uh, visual uh, uh, things to entertain you while you're waiting uh, in, in line. Uh, and and it's something that will grow with the space. Like we we were even talking today uh, about what we want to do in the space that's different next year. Mm-hmm. So as part of that growth too, you are going to be offering more selections. Right now, you said you had your five mm-hmm. core cookies plus uh, a sixth that's you know of the month. Um, tell right. us what those five core cookies are and what's gonna be different at Disney Springs. Sure, we're always gonna have our classic chocolate chip, pistachio toffee chocolate chip, cookies and cream, triple chocolate, and peanut butter crunch. That's the core. Uh, The sixth one is obviously gonna change every month, but one of the nice things that we're doing at Disney is we're offering some timed exclusives. 
Uh, one of our most popular monthly limited edition cookies is a coffee cake cookie, which is like a snickerdoodle uh, elevated to the highest possible level with butter crumbs all over the top. Uh, we're going to offer that only in the morning exclusively at Disney Springs. So that's just a morning cookie that can be paired with uh, some of our new nitro iced coffees and things that we're going to be bringing into the space. Uh, we're also doing a hot cookie hour at night. I've always been very stubborn about hot cookies uh, because you can't really get the full flavor profile with hot cookies. It's a secret for you. Hot cookies are easy. Doing a room temperature <laughs> cookie that, and really maintaining that flavor, that's difficult to do. Uh, it's, it's more difficult to do. Uh, so I, I've never wanted to do it, but people ask a lot. So I thought, all right, we're gonna offer one hour every evening, the chocolate chip cookie hot with homemade ice cream on top. And it's amazing that way. So uh, uh, I'm really, really excited for hot cookie hour uh, and giving myself a reason to want to do a hot cookie. It's all selfish. I just want it. <laughs> uh, the, the goal is to do it ourselves because I, I actually really love making ice cream, but I also love supporting local businesses. So uh, we might partner up with, uh, with that uh, locally. It's a little too early to tell. Well, I can't wait to uh, one day when you open and make the big announcement to come down to Disney Springs and see you guys there and uh, try your cookies. Um, you say, you know, you, you're so focused on quality and having it just right that you don't even want to ship something, but can I freeze a cookie? Oh, it's interesting you ask that. Yes, they freeze beautifully. Uh, so the trick though is how you, you prepare it to eat again. If you put it in a microwave, I'm going to feel it right here and I'm going to show up at your front door. <laughs> <laughs> so no microwaves and Gideon's cookies. Just let it sit at room temperature and it's going to, you know, it's not obviously going to be the perfect fresh baked cookie day one, but it's pretty close. Yeah. So we have a lot of people that are obsessed with some of our limited edition cookies and they know that it's going to be a year mm -hmm. uh, before like the Frankenstein cookie every October comes back and they will buy 12 or 24 of those cookies and take mm -hmm. one out of the freezer every couple of weeks uh, to enjoy it while they're waiting for uh, next year to come back around. And you can go on your website and pre-order stuff so you can get more than six at a time? Correct. Normally we have a 72 hour uh, wait for pre-orders, but during the pandemic, one of the ways that we adjusted is we added an, uh, a limited menu of next day pre-order options. So up till midnight tonight, you can get cookies for Saturday that are prepaid and ready to go. We've got a section in our shop that says pre-order pickup here, and it allows you to get in and out of East End Market without uh, having to be indoors for a long period of time, without having to wait in our line at all. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been really, really, really helpful. I'd have to say that our best adjustment of the pandemic was adding that next day pre-order. It's just tough for us to do as we get back to full capacity uh, because it's, it's just a lot of cookies on top of a lot of cookies. And East End Market, 286 square feet, you know, people always ask us, why don't you just make more cookies? It's really not about that. It's about how many cookies we can hold in that small space. Yeah. And, uh, and we get overrun really, really quickly. Uh, we never want to sell out at two o'clock in the afternoon. We want to be able to get it to the end. So I know you can't say when you're going to open your second store, but it will be in 2020. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I, barring aliens invading or a zombie outbreak, which at this point we know is a 50-50 chance. Right, exactly. Um, 
uh, barring those those things or something I that I haven't imagined yet, uh, we we will be open twenty twenty. We're on the track to be open twenty twenty. It's I was gonna say it's on the outbreak know. for the goth uh, bakehouse might be a yeah boost. actually it's very <laughs> it, it, it would be uh, it, it would be in theme. So if it's gonna be anything, it might as well be that one. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us and telling us all about it. I can't wait for your new shop to open. I know it's going to be a smashing success. Uh, couldn't be a better location for you guys. And we're so thrilled to see you being so successful with this. It's an amazing story that you have. Thank you. We're really excited to be representing local business uh, out at Disney Springs. It's awesome. very exciting. And uh, one last thing real quick before we go, where can people find you online? Where can they find everything uh, they need to, to follow Gideon's? Sure, Gideon'sBakehouse.com is where you want to go to pre-order. If you want a next day pre-order, make sure you go down a little further on that homepage because our regular pre-order uh, section is up top. But the best thing to do, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram is, is where I'm most uh, connected with everybody because I personally still do all the photography and comments and posts and DMs and emails. Um, I don't know or like having other people uh speak for me i don't, I don't know how to, 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 to do that yeah. <laughs> uh so uh so if you have a question for me uh dm me on instagram I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as i can and don't ask me if we ship and don't do it sarcastically because i know you're going to do it sarcastically <laughs> all right well thank you so much thank you so much i appreciate your time today Take yeah care. likewise thank you so much have a good day Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Steve Lewis, from Gideon's Bakehouse. You can learn more about Gideon's online at gideonsbakehouse.com. You can also follow it on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online as well. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find her children's books online at normangnomebooks.com and by searching Norman Gnome Books on Facebook and Instagram. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Hawley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcast.